0: All right, everyone, thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another edition, or is it? We are introducing you to the formerly PHFHL podcast, now the Mitts and Twigs podcast. God, it feels good to say that. It rolls off the tongue so much better. Uh, I'm here. I am obviously Mitts
1: with my good pal, Twigs, Ty. Ty, how you doing? How was your break? it's it's good it feels really good to be back talking you know we took a a little couple of weeks off i have a young family matt's doing christmas stuff with his young family so you know it's good to be back talking hockey i i do feel it was funny because i told uh, the girl that was giving us names uh what our name was going to be and they said are you twigs because you're so skinny and i said i didn't think about that and now and now inside i feel a bit hurt <laughs> that that was the first thing you thought instead of a hockey stick. So I guess we'll go with it. Um, but yeah, it was a good break. I'm about to be <laughs> back And, uh, yeah, new name. I'm so pumped. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, let's
0: just throw that out there. I'm not going to do a big uh, body reveal, but I'm pretty skinny myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely planning on playing up the MITS name, uh, but <laughs> anybody that knows me knows it is not because of my fighting. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pumped. We've been talking about this for a while. I think uh, we came on this uh, name a while ago, but we were, you know, we, we wanted to give it some time. Uh, we got some other fun things coming in the pipeline that you'll see. Uh, please don't go back and look at our logo. It does still say PHFHL at the time of recording and probably publishing. Of this podcast, we got an awesome new logo coming down. We're so excited! Can't wait to share that. A lot more exciting things that we're going to share. We're going to roll them out a little slowly. We don't want to overwhelm our listeners with this, but uh, yeah, keep keep tuning in. Exciting things to come. And uh, yeah, before we move on, just one more thing to to clear up, uh, just so no one gets anything in a twist. Uh, I don't have a family. Uh, well, I mean, I do have a family. We all have families. I don't have any children. Uh, just uh, myself and my wonderful girlfriend, uh, just in case anyone out there starts to look for this mysterious family that I was spending time with over the holidays, if that's why I wasn't getting back to them. Uh, <laughs> not the case. Just just me and my girlfriend and uh, and the families that we were born with, you know. Uh, hey, that's a family, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I just, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, there's no, there's no mysteries going on, you know. <laughs> No one's out there trying to find the young Matt running around that I'm that I'm neglecting that I'm not paying for. It. They that young child does not
1: exist. You're gonna get a bunch of texts, Matt. You got a kid, man? Yeah. <laughs> Better yet, people reaching out. It's me, Papa. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Ooh. Time to move again.
1: gang.
0: With the name change, with all the new changes, one thing that's not going to change is we're still going to be talking hockey. Uh, we're going to go into that very shortly. I guess it, it just felt like it was more appropriate to uh, to put the focus on Ty and myself, because that's what the podcast really has become. Um, I think we, we kind of early on thought it might be something a little bit more tied to our Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, but, I mean, we're all very, very busy. Uh, and well, everybody else in the league has has families to take care of. And so only Ty and I were really willing to or, or able to carve out this kind of time. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit more focused on us. Also, I really don't have the fantasy cred. I'm 1 in 10, bearing the lead right there. I did get my first victory last week. I'm looking for number two this week, but it feels a little weak for me to come on here and talk fantasy hockey. But all I really do is say that uh, I suck at it and uh, I really hope to not suck so much at some point.
1: Yeah, I think I think organically you nailed that on the head. Like we we started this as a a bunch of guys that were wanted that are in our fantasy league that want to talk hockey and um, our league and stuff like that, and and it just kind of changed in a way that we were starting to talk more about hockey news. We're starting to get a little bit of an audience. We're starting to you know grow this thing that none of us thought we would. Right, like we just thought, hey, we'll see how this turns out, and. I think it just kind of took on took on a life of its own. So I'm excited with the new name. There's a hundred different puckheads all over the internet. So it's kind of sweet to have a, an original name um, that represents the two of us and, and what we're going to be talking about. And we're glad that you guys, if you're still with us, listening and uh, carrying with us, uh, glad you're still with us. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's get on to some news.
0: Uh, by the time we're recording, by the time of publishing it's old news, but, uh, the NHL players doesn't look like they're going to be any kind of Olympic participation. I say, doesn't look like it, uh, because you never know there's, there's been a handful of outspoken players that uh, have said some types of things in the past. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm going, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see. We're not going to see best on best, which is what, you know, we've talked about. We would love to see. Um, so that's a little bit, uh, unfortunate. What do you
1: think Ty? What's, uh, yeah, I, I get it. Like these players, they're multi-million dollar athletes, um, really doesn't hurt them financially at all. I do feel like it's a real kick in the crotch for them, though, in the sense that when they went to the table on these last CBA meetings and they was going back and forth, I think it was very vocal that the one thing they wanted, you know, we'll pay back all your escrow, which is ridiculous, right? But we'll pay back all that. We'll do whatever you want. We want to go to the Olympics, and I think, I think, you know, I I think down in the bottoms of these owners' hearts that they were going to find a way out of this. I'm not saying that I'm blaming them for COVID. Not at all. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying here first. Yeah, I I don't think they're upset that their top players that are getting paid millions of dollars aren't going uh, to China. Again, I don't know why the Olympics is happening because in the bigger picture, why is any athlete going? That's the bigger thing, um, especially with those quarantine rules that they, they all also have families. I think that doesn't get discussed enough. But, yeah, no, it, it really sucks because Team Canada released a list and it's like Josh Hosang, uh, Justin Pogey. It's just a bunch of, you know, you know, maybe maybe Evander Kane, but we'll get into that later. It's just a bunch <laughs> of, like, it just kind of sucks. It, it, yeah. it's, it's i think everybody was excited everybody was looking forward to it. we are one of our first episodes this season was predicting team canada and how rightfully uh jonathan huber will make that team and probably you know play wing on the first line <clears throat> i know matt agrees but um <laughs> yeah it's it kind of sucks what are your opinions on maddie well huber don't put words in my mouth I'll <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i agree i i think that uh I'm gonna take it, uh, I don't wanna say a step further, but as, as a bit of a step further, sidestep forward, we'll say, I think the NHL owners agreed to this kind of on a gamble, knowing that they probably wouldn't have to follow through with the Olympic participation. Um, and and maybe, I'm, maybe I'm full of it. Maybe I, I don't understand what's going on, but I do think that it was the type of thing that they agreed to it to get all this other great benefit for themselves. Oh, yeah. Knowing that there's enough moving pieces out there that they can easily use and throw up as obstacles. Uh, it is, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't, I don't love the idea. I still, don't, and we, we talked about this previously, I won't go on this tangent too long, but I don't love the idea of professional sports being in the Olympics, but that is where it is going now. And so I want to see best on best, whether that's at the Olympics, whether that's a world championship, whatever it is, I want to see best on best. And so we're not going to see that now. And uh, it's unfortunate uh another another huge l for the double ihf who really needs to just throw the l in there into that you know the international ice hockey losers federation uh man they they can't take full blame for this obviously the is involved but they're the they're the the, the governing body in, in that international sport and the reason that, I, that I'm now laying into them is because I want to talk about how the World Juniors, this was, <laughs> talk about losing out on best on best and talk about on players really losing an important platform and opportunity. And man, that's, the fact that they couldn't pull, put this together, the fact that they couldn't put in the bare minimum safety protocols and, and, and most of it came down to them being cheap and not putting the money or not paying enough money into planning and accommodating these things. We haven't even talked about the fact that they've been canceling women's tournaments and other tournaments nonstop, but they've still been putting out all their money and that they will spend into these men's tournaments. God damn, I'm so pissed at IIHF for being so, so bad that I'm almost siding with the NHL owners. That's how bad I
1: am at these guys man that was you know what it was probably and i don't like i'm not trying to get on my you know soapbox and be like you know all i want to do this off like this my holiday break was watch hockey and world juniors and all that and we not only did we lose the nhl games um like calgary didn't play for almost three weeks we also lost the world juniors and seeing a couple of like phenoms that are coming through the ranks for one for russia and one for canada um you know, also Sweden had a, a hell of a roster and the States had some players I wanted to watch. Um, yeah, it was a real kick in the can. And, and I saw on Twitter, they're like, Oh, it's cause it's in Alberta. Well, I don't, I don't know if we could say that Alberta successfully and the NHL and, and last year they ran a playoff bubble in Edmonton and Toronto. They ran a world juniors in Edmonton last year where they had to put, you know, a little bit of work in successfully. Yeah. And then where it comes down to is this is all on them. This is, this is, you know, why are they, why are your players when you know Omicron Delta and we're not getting into COVID is out there. Why are you in a public, why are you in a public um, hotel? Yeah. Surely that you surely you could put everybody in one hotel. That would be private. You know what I mean? That, like yeah. That's one simple answer. And the other thing I find a joke is, why are there? Why were there not rules in place, like a taxi squad, like something like that? If somebody did get sick, you yeah. had four cases that shut down a whole tournament. Now the other thing too is that came out was, well, Alberta just cut restrictions like that. Well, you know what? That's all over Canada. You know what I mean? Like it's it's everywhere. You've already sunk all this money in, and now you're about to pull all this money out. Like you still got nothing out of it. You know what I mean? So there's little things that they could have done that, you know, deep down has me raging, but uh, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's a real L and I know Gord Miller was trying to back him the other day saying like, well, this one funds all the other ones and this and that. No, I get how big of a moneymaker this is, but if you've already canceled all the other tournaments and you've already sunk all the money into this one, it's already all, you know what I mean? Like everybody's there. Yeah why are you canceling it? Why don't you have taxi squads? Why don't you have bigger rosters? Why don't you have COVID protocols? If you know that that can shut you down, nothing was there. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And they're like, well, four players. No, it's because they didn't have any, anything, you know, backing. They didn't, they didn't have a backup plan. They didn't even have a starting plan. And, and that's just what it was. So they really all this.
0: hundred percent. It was, and, and, you know, there was no disrespect to Gord Miller. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a really tough, thing to pitch on that that there's any real level of forgiveness owed to them on this they they screwed the pooch so badly they've been canceling tournaments they've already have this all this negative press around them um for for some time now because of the way they've been handling it uh for the quote-unquote less profitable uh tournaments um and you know at this point the at the point of the tournament starting and, and leading up to the tournament starting, the NHL participation in the Olympics, I don't remember if it was completely off, but it was definitely like, it was
1: on the, everybody was like, Oh crap, it's not going to happen now. It's not it going to happen now. Well, it, was, it was pretty like, they didn't come out and say it, but it was like, no, we're not going, you know what I mean? Like Elliot Freeman was reporting it. They were all saying that chances are not high.
0: Yeah. That's it. All the insiders were saying it's, it's going to go down the tubes. All of us fans were bracing for it and understanding because that's all we're reading. That's also involves a double IHF. And for them to not be able to look at the world juniors and be like, we need this to be successful. We need to pull out all the stops. That it's it's unforgivable. They 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 put people, you know, in a position where they had to have everything be perfect, which is not the world that we've ever lived in and they just they screwed it up they screwed it up royally this this is impacts on the local economy this is impacts on these kids futures it has impacts far and wide that that this governing body just could not have handled much worse you know like simple ideas like you just mentioned having having taxi squad why not have a deeper roster how would that I'm sure that there would be things to navigate. Like it's not an, it's not just a snap your fingers and invite more kids, but it could have been navigated. There would, there are ways that these things could have been easily handled in advance with a little bit, just a little bit of effort, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and clearly, they're just showing, them. they don't really care. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the hockey players. They don't care about the cities where they go. They're just cash and checks. And that's all they care about. So,
1: And then that's the bottom line. They're like, oh, there's no attendance anymore. It's only 50% and we're not making money on concessions. I think we're going to cancel. I think that's like, that's the bottom line, right? You you follow the money and and the money, like everybody else in this world, other than the big, big boys, like big tech and, you know, freaking Jeff Bezos. Everybody has had to make sacrifices and they lose money and, you know, it's been tough these past couple years. But, it really sucks when you're those people that have had it tough that, you know, invest time into your product that you just cancel it like that. We should have had a final game this past week. We didn't have anything. You know what I mean? So it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Look at Trevor Zegers. That guy made a huge name for himself last year in the, in the World Juniors where they won gold. And now he's lighting up with the Ducks. You know what I mean? This stuff does like wonders for these kids. So yeah. it, it is pretty sad yep
0: yeah that sucks yeah you see it as well with the nhl postponing games now not because of covid but because of the restriction in canada Um, i again it's no one's mistaking this that it's anything but a business they're here to make money yeah however it it seems silly to me for them to like and, and now they have this window that was going to be the Olympics that they can use and that they are rescheduling games for. But it seems silly for me to me that they you know with with the way that the world is right now and everything that you just think you can throw away games right now and you'll do them later Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get as much ticket revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's really isn't this why the TV deals exist? you know so that even if you have a bad team and, and no one's going to your game you're still a part of that you're still you know like come on like florida but they weren't canceling games like 5 6 years ago when no one was there and no one's going to the coyotes games they were still playing games there they weren't holding the fans and the, the team's hostage then mm-hmm. um and it's just it's crazy to me you know you've got that window that you can use if teams can't field a hockey team or there's danger in there Save it for that. Don't don't cancel games because you're you're gonna lose out on money. And like let the, there's lots of fans that can't make it to the game anyways. I mean, quite frankly, there's lots of times I'm not gonna go to the game because it's too expensive. So yeah. what I can do is I can watch it on the cable package that I've already purchased, or I can go over to a buddy's house and I can continue to support them that way. I can continue to support their sponsors, which is what they want. But now all they're really doing is making me despise them and making me like them less and less and making me, you know, not me, of course, but people I know friends pirating things. And I mean, if we don't want things pirated, maybe, uh, maybe just give it to us. How
1: are we going to, how are we going to enjoy it when we can enjoy it? Yeah, it's definitely. And I get it. I get, I get that it does get a little bit like political in the way that you, you see down in the States where, you know, uh, their proof of vaccinations have, you know, kept them from not closing the doors on fans. And, you know, Minnesota, I watched the Minnesota Boston game the other day and they had what 17,000 fans in there and it was awesome. And it was jam-packed and there was emotion in the game and you, you know, you had the dirty hit on Capri's off and you could see that, but they still had to have proof of vaccination to get in, which seems to have worked in that area. And then you come up here and our governing bodies have just taken that away. And then you flip to the Toronto Edmonton game and it's a dud because there's no emotion. So I get that like, and, and they're losing $2 million on revenue, a game or and upwards and, and all that. And I get that, but you know what the math has to start somewhere. Like after January 18th, you can't keep postponing games because of revenue. You're going to run out of time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you only have a certain block. And then the other thing that's coming up with this too. and And, and your point was, so you want to postpone all these games, but then you want to do an all-star game. You know what I mean? Like, so you want to take away the Olympics. You want to take away the world juniors. You want to postpone all our games because of revenue, but then you want all these players that were supposed to have a break at that time to now also play more games and an all-star game. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of frustration between the NHLPA and the NHL and the fans and the NHL yeah. and, and, and our and the provinces you're living in, in Canada, I think there's a lot of anger in a lot of different ways and it sucks because I hate only being able to watch one game a, a week or not even being able to watch one game. And I wouldn't mind just having it like, you know, no fans. I wouldn't mind watching that. Yep. And it's so funny that these teams are going to Saskatchewan or we're trying to go to Saskatchewan to play games because they <laughs> also want fans and the players want fans. And I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's messy it's hard to pinpoint who's at fault right the nhl yeah. definitely has a fault in this why why did they postpone another game in in vancouver against the ottawa when is it tomorrow i think or is it today do you know How
0: what that? this this is it. this is it i'm going to cut you off they did it because Ottawa already had a game postponed in Seattle. And so if they postpone this game as well, they can justify a two game road trip where they have to fly across the
1: country. And that's, that's but but then they keep the Edmonton, Alberta games on Edmonton Calgary games on against Ottawa. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And, And that's where I'm like getting, I think, and I think that's where you sound frustrated. And I think that's where the fans sound frustrated. What is happening here? right? And uh, like Daryl Sutter said it nicely last night, the Calgary Flames have played 11 home games. 11. All the rest of the games have been on the road. So now there's like this, this balance in your schedules and your teams that isn't very fair, you know, if you have a team that's playing all their games at home and teams that are playing all their games on the road. Look at what it did to the Islanders at the start of the year where they played 14 games in a row at home. I mean, on the road. they yeah. they, sucked. they sucked, right? So, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough, and I hate it. But. Yeah, well, then you go to as well as like
0: this NHL scheduling is horrendous. The okay. fact that you know we don't have games on uh, thanks American Thanksgiving, yeah. Crazy. But then they put on like a nine a.m. Friday game the next day. Yeah, who's watching that? Um, I think there's was, there's was very little like well they canceled all the games over Christmas, and then even on today is like they there's always going to be one like early early game. And then
1: there's nothing. And then there's like five games on for dinner. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing, none of it. I don't know. And and we're going to sound like two guys that are yelling into a mic. Give us (laughs) games. We understand the situations that are at hand. We get that, but there's also solutions that I don't feel are getting resolved just and their whole, like, you know, their whole idea is no, we'll just push it, push it to the end of February. Right. And and I feel like, or at the start of February, I feel like that's just, I don't know, I feel like it's just not going to work. I just don't think it's going to work. And that's
0: my opinion. It's bad planning. Because what you're doing is you're assuming that you're not going to run into any other problems, or at least you're putting yourself in a position where you're losing all that flexibility. And you're, you're, so you're, you're doing that right now. Like you're, you're mortgaging that flexibility later on for uh, a convenience for a little bit more money now. I mean, Mm -hmm. It's it's annoying, and I think what really, really sucks about it, uh, and this has really happened, I think, maybe across the board, the last couple of years especially, but it's really pulling the curtain back and showing us that it is just about money, and it oh. is just a business, and I know we we've all started to hear that more and more, and we understand that to a certain extent. Players have had to start involving that kind of mentality, but it has to find a balance there has to be a balance where like if this is just about money then why would i have uh, an over the top affinity for one team why would i why would i be partial to any particular team if it's just about money and business because yeah. then i'm just going to cheer for whichever i think the best team is that year and yeah. maybe that's just going to be the team with the most superstars you yeah. know then how are you ever going to really build that fandom back if you spend this much time telling all of your fans that we don't actually care about you, we only want your money, and if we can't get your money, then you no, know, get lost. We get it. We all know that. Like that's what I. That's why I go to work is for the money. But if I w- showed up every day and I just constantly told my bosses every two seconds, I'm only here until you stop paying me. Well, that that would happen really quickly. You've got to have that <laughs> at least that air yeah. of there's, we're doing this for a different reason and the money is just a part of it you know
1: yeah and i get it like i i i understand that side of it and i get it it's not a little bit of money it's a lot of money right and 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 that's the sucky thing and i get why the owners are like well it doesn't make sense that we can't we're losing all that revenue but the states look at the outdoor winter classic that thing was jam-packed look at all the games down in florida look at tampa Look at freaking Vegas. They're over 100% capacity. St. Louis, the other day, 100% capacity. So I get it as an owner and to play devil's advocate. I get it like, well, it's not very fair that these people get to make all that extra revenue where we're just making it off of the TV deal and off of, you know, that's about it. Right. Because, mm-hmm. and I get that. But I also understand we really, as a, as a collective people, as uh governments, as citizens, have to figure out what we're doing, right? And I don't ever want to watch another game with no fans. I, I I don't love it, but I will do it, right? But I don't want to. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it takes the energy out, it's not the same. It feels like you're just watching practices and scr- and you know, scrimmages. We need to figure out what we're doing. Why is it okay for them to do down there, but not us up here? You know what I mean? And yeah. And they're doing the same rules, the same rules that we had in Calgary and Edmonton were proof of vaccination. And even the States of some don't even have that, like just freaking put fans back in the stand, stop dicking around with us. Right. Yeah. Or figure out a solution, move them down to the States, do whatever you want, because clearly the owners and the NHL don't want to be losing that revenue. Right. They've made it very clear that it's not, it's not about us watching. It's about the revenue. So clearly figure out a solution because you know what they're all thinking that the restrictions are going to be lifted february or whenever they're postponing these games we haven't even got a a, a, a thing from the nhl saying when these games are posted like postponed too so we don't yeah. even know that so you're all banking on this but you have no inkling of an idea that that's going to be okay at that time you know what i mean so that's where i'm frustrated it's like Okay, figure out a solution, and yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen, but let's hope it happens.
0: Yeah, uh, well, let's put those guys to bed, but uh, that that topic to bed. I I want to. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but I just this kind of came to my mind. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it. I want to get your uh your reaction, your thoughts, because as a Flames fan, this is a much bigger deal to you. Yeah. Talk to me about your reaction to the recent news that uh, the deal between Calgary Flames and the city of Calgary is apparently gone. It's done. They're not, they're, they're, they're They're not going to go for it anymore. Um, talk to me about it. Like I have obviously my own opinions about just arena deals in general, but you're the, you're a fan of this
1: yeah. team. How does this impact to you? Yeah. So I feel like, and this is me just being me as a, as a person, I feel like I don't agree with uh, publicly funded arenas that um, are just going to make a ton of money, right? Like, why are we paying for it? Then we have to pay over like a a crazy amount of prices to get into the arena. You know what I mean? Like to watch a game. I don't love that. But the deal that was struck with um, CES and the city of, of Calgary has been like 12 years in the making. And it really fell over that she's trying to sneak in some, you know, environmental cost. that, you know, let's be fair. It was $12 million. And I get it. The uh, CES said they'll pay for more over the top. And it was like 30 something million more and they let a deal go away. So, and then the mayor comes out the other day and they go, no, we're still looking to get an event center, but we might do it a different way. A private people come in kind of like what T-Mobile and uh, Las Vegas is where they just rent the flames will just rent dates off of them the flames aren't going anywhere let's just put that let's just put that there the flames aren't going anywhere but to end this deal over 10 million dollars and who knows if they come back to the table 10 million dollars is uh stupid on the mayor's part and it's stupid on the calvary flames part i that's where i really think it is and i get it she did not want it i don't think she wanted it from the start and and she snuck that last little couple things in there and it's a dirty move and i get why the flames they again We've said it six times already today. It's a business, right? And they become millionaires for just paying for everything. You know what I mean? It's a business. And at the end of the day, they both threw away at a beautiful arena. And you know what, I get it, like the mayor, like her point and what she's saying, but they also get no concerts. They don't get any of the games like the World Juniors that you know was supposed to be in Edmonton. They don't get any of. them. They went to out Edmonton and Red Deer. The saddle dome has five bathrooms in it total. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a beautiful arena. The city needs a new event center. I don't care who pays for it, but I don't know. It's it's it sucks. It really does suck because. You know, they got 11 years left on their lease. The saldo needs a lot of renovations. And to see both sides walk away from $10, $12 million, really, really, you know, it's a real kick in the crotch. So that that was the even worse Christmas. No World <laughs> Juniors, no Arena, no Flames games. It sucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I feel you. I'm with you. I, I think that uh, I don't think that, that that any sports team should be getting these publicly funded arenas um i don't have the language i would use to describe it i won't use on our podcast because we try to keep it pretty clean yeah. so i can't go it too much but uh, yeah the it's a preposterous preposterous idea uh to to suggest that uh people and tax dollars will go to pay for something that isn't like a loan that we're just we're buying this for them and then they're going to turn around and charge us hundred dollars to sit in the nosebleeds. Yeah. That is, that to me is insane. And I'd be perfectly happy if from the get-go, if any local politicians ever just said flat out, no, take your team. We're not doing that. I think that to me would, but that's not unfortunately what happens most of the time and, and you get a lot of things, a lot of wires crossed.
1: Yeah. I see. And I get that. And there's a, and I, everybody's watched the Jamie Oliver video where he says how it never works out for the cities. But I will also say that that arena, that team, and like Winnipeg said, once you lose a franchise and you don't come back, you lose a lot of that impact that it has in that community too. And um, to be fair, it was 260 and $260 million. Like they pay 260 they and the Flames pay 260 So it wasn't like, it wasn't a terrible deal. And when it first came out, there was a lot of people that were like, okay, we're okay with this one. It's not what like Calgary next was supposed to be, where it was like a billion or something. Like it was just insane amount of money and the city paid for like majority of it. Like, yeah. That was an awful deal. Um, And I think Nenshi who put his foot down a lot and was not for it. If he was okay with this deal and I trusted the guy, I feel like, you know, it was okay because he was one that always said should not go public money should not be in this. But yeah. Even the mayor says, even if there's no flames, take the flames out of it. Okay, Calgary does not have an event center for anything, right? It doesn't, and frankly, that affects a lot of businesses. It affects a lot of like you know money that comes in from hotels and restaurants and all that kind of stuff if people are coming in because you have to drive all the way to Edmonton, so they're getting all that money. So yeah, no, I, I see I see both sides, and I don't know why. 10 million dollars or 12 million. I, just seems like a lot of posturing and, and the deal will get done but i don't know yes yeah. we could have been, they were going to break ground like next month and now or the 28th of december and now it's over so it's kind of dumb
0: yeah no agreed seems like a lot of political pro- posturing in this in this case um a pretty yeah. small small sliver compared to the overall
1: spend that's that's derailing this so yeah I will say Calgary what spent a million dollars on the round freaking street light. Like that's pretty dumb. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) if we want to get into taxpayers money and where it goes, like that's a whole nother argument. And I'm all for like, not publicly funded arenas. Let me get that clear. But if the deal is for both and you and the city ends up owning it, you might as well, you know, like you're only paying for half and they're paying for the, I don't know. I it's, it might be my fandom preaching and if i was more calmed down and level-headed i i'd probably have a different opinion
0: now it's a well said man well said uh i think the last uh last topic of the day also comes back to money for the most part but that's just the headline there's a lot more to this evander kane is being uh was it uh unconditional waivers for the purpose of a buyout contract buyout, yeah yeah. Uh, There's a lot of money.
1: You you got the money, the number front of you, or do you remember? It's $22 million he left on the table. That's a lot of money. And you know what? Let's just say this before we get really into this. Good on the San Jose Sharks in the sense that they got some prime years, like his 20, what, 27, 28, 29, and now he's 30. And he put up really good numbers for them. And now they don't have to keep the ugly half of that contract or like pay for, you know, catholic to trade him away like they they got lucky here and it's all because of kane's a douchebag you know what i mean so um yeah. but I, I don't know i was actually shocked i thought somebody would trade for him and i guess there was no bidders and they were just waiting for him to mess up and he did mess up and they found a, an out
0: yeah i think i read that uh the the dismissal was uh in terms of a AHL COVID violation uh was the ground. So um we'll see. I think there, there's some potential for uh for a grievance being filed. But yeah, that's uh, it is it's a lot of money. Uh, and if they can get out of that scot-free, then that's uh an absolutely amazing uh outcome for San Jose, less so for Vander, of course, because you know he's got plenty of financial troubles. Um, as well as you know, lots of other drama. In so I do life. have,
1: I do have the protocol that he broke. Okay. Uh, the grounds that they uh, they terminated his contract was he was COVID positive, uh, playing for the AHL team, and he flew to Vancouver, COVID positive, and then that breaks the protocols, so Ooh. then they can throw his contract though. Okay. And, and then Bill Daly also said. Uh, I can say we have satisfied that they have adequate grounds to terminate. So you do imagine that this is going to go to court, right? Vander Kane isn't going to want to lose $22 million. Um, So I'm sure he'll take them to court over it. But right now Vander Kane's a free agent and that's even wilder. Well, it'll be interesting because that, yeah,
0: that'll be really interesting to see what they can do for that. Because again, I'm sure he's, Got some money lying around somewhere, but you know he, he's already being chased down for for large amounts of money from a lot of other highly motivated people. Is so, the,
1: isn't the casino suing him for like seven million or something? Uh, i there's a lot of money that he. Oh no, yeah,
0: and it, I think it's, I think it's a lot more than seven, if I'm not mistaken. Is but it? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't want to get it because I can't remember the numbers, but yeah, there's. I think there was the, the sharks were involved in the lawsuit at some point as well. Um, but yeah, like the, as far as I'm aware, those are still ongoing. Um, he's got you know drama with his, his former partner, uh, which is again also ongoing.
1: And which is tragic because there's a little girl involved in that, and it is just messy. And and the end of the day, it's going to affect one person really, and that and that's his daughter. And clearly, I don't know I don't know all the situations and all the details and the courts and all that, but I feel bad and it's awful. Um, yeah. how it's going Great. down publicly. Um
0: there's been a lot of outside of the exciting news of our name change and whatnot, a lot of this podcast has been a bit of a downer, has been some 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 very unfortunate events we've had to discuss. Uh, I would like to try to take this in a little bit more of a fun, positive finish. Yeah. Uh maybe not positive, just a little bit more fun, a little bit lighthearted. I'm gonna put this out there right now. I don't think Evander Kane plays hockey this year. Mm-hmm. I think he's got too much going on. Uh, And I I don't think that that's where his focus is outside of just trying to meet those contractual obligations to get money. I don't think right now that his – I get the impression it might be his mind isn't on hockey. So I don't think it's likely that he signs with the team and plays hockey this season. But what I'd like to discuss is if he did, who – would be if who would you see so i've got i've got one team in mind that in particular but there's i think there's a couple of teams we've talked about before ty if if somebody was to sign him or or who are a couple of teams that, a couple of locker rooms you think that you could see it working if it, if it did
1: yeah so i'm not prepared for this question but i'm and i and and by saying that i don't know the cap situation but i'm sure if he does sign it's gonna be league minimum 750 thousand or a million dollars that's all it's going to be um, yeah just to try sure. I mean, that's that's my thought process as well why i think it's i think it's a softball
0: because now that he is potentially a free agent yeah it changes it, like you're not you're not taking on a big contract you could easily sign him to league minimum just for the remainder of the year and pitch it to him as look here's a chance to for you to to really re fix your brand yeah. Put this back out there, put together some hockey so people can, can see. So,
1: so I I differ from you. I definitely think there's probably a 70% chance that he's, he plays again this year. Oh, I think when he got okay. sent down to the AHL, I think there was an idea, and Kane handled it okay, I guess, until he broke protocol. I think there was an idea that he was going to be moved right away. Um, I think there was like maybe some bidders or something like that. And I think Elliot Friedman's also said there was some interest or people were asking. Um, I think there's two teams to me and I don't know where you are on this. I think, I think Carolina just makes so much sense. And you know, the, in the sense that they took on Tony D'Angelo who last year, everybody said, don't ever let that guy play hockey again. He's a bad locker. I watched him the other night. That guy is electric, but again, it has nothing to do with his hockey skill. It's his individual. And I think Evander Kane, when he goes to a new team, everything's good, right? And then it starts to wear, and then he starts, you know, he dreams like you know, brings people down. The drama starts coming in, so you need a good, a, a good locker room. I actually think there's going to be uh, Carolina, or I think the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I think Edmonton. I think Edmonton, and the only sense Edmonton, I say this is they have zero secondary scoring. They're on a wicked um, downhill tilt where. They have lots of holes and goaltending's an issue. Uh, I think Kane, nobody's ever said he's a bad hockey player. I think he's a great hockey player. And I think if uh, there's one player, I'm going to take Leon Dreisaitl and um, Connor McDavid to right his ship. I think if you have a good locker room and those guys, I don't know them in the locker room, but I think that could be a good idea. And I think, like I said, at the start, Carolina, look what they've done with Tony, man. I, I just think it makes the most sense. And yeah, uh, yeah how about you? <laughs> Well,
0: um, yeah, and fair enough. I think I had a little bit more. This was on my mind, so I thought about this a little bit more. I thought about that, you know, like it can easily be a league minimum contract. To look, come back, just show the league that you're still the player that you think you are. And, you know, either with us or somebody else, you can sign a giant contract next year, which will solve a lot of your problems. <laughs> so yeah. I could see that pitch, you know, maybe somebody with more cap room will, will come over the top. But so I think that, I'm looking at like most of the teams that are in the running in the playoffs. Like somebody's going to want to add him. This this is my mind is is what the deal would be. It would be a just for the rest of this year. Let's bring this, somebody in as that add. So now it becomes like an arms race for me. Um, anywhere of the great locker room, I think that you know uh, hurricanes seem to have that with the way they've handled this season so far. So yeah. that makes sense. I. I feel like no Canadian teams can really be in the mix because of the potential for vaccination issues. Yeah. Uh, So I, I think, I think Edmonton is the perfect profile for a team, for let's say a GM that's desperate enough to say something, because if not, I might not be here in the spring. So let me bring this guy in and pay him. And hopefully this gives me a year or two.
1: So, so he is vaccinated though.
0: Is he vaccinated?
1: Yeah, yeah. He stated it uh, his first AHL press conference. He stated he's vaccinated. He so said, I, don't I don't
0: know, if he or he said he's immunized because we've seen <laughs>
1: Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, he's he's vaccinated. So oh, okay, uh, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty positive he said he's vaccinated. I know, watched it a couple of times. Um, Man, I I don't know why. Maybe I I was looking at it. And I
0: started to think about it. I could see St. Louis because. <sighs> That team is so good already. Here's the thing: like they've got, they've got such a strong locker room and culture that arguably their best player stated he wanted a trade at the in the start of the season, and he's playing great for them. He's unreal, and he's been like it's it's still out there that he does want to trade. Yeah. But like, I mean, maybe this is credit for Vladdy being just such a stud of a guy that he does. He's, he can separate that, that. Like, I don't want to be here long-term, but blah, blah, blah. But regardless, this is a group that's tight enough that a guy like that can say, can, can still perform and still, and not be an issue in a locker room. And, you know, we've talked about in the past and for hockey people out there, you'll know that like St. Louis has that like culture deeper than just their players in the ice, former yeah. players come back to be a part of the organization. People move there and raise their kids there so that they can be part of it and close to that, to what they've got there. So I think now that there's not, there's a potential for the money not being an issue that the, the that I could see the blues put, you know, taking that stance of like, come here for vet do just for the rest of this year. You've got all these great players around you that are, you know, people are going to be feeding you the puck. You're going to get all this time. You get all this opportunity to show, well, we want to go on a run. And then next year you can turn around with this show that you're still the player you think you are show that you can still help a team win and. Prove potentially that you're not a problem in the locker room, clear that up kind of thing and get that, get another big money contract. So they just, that popped into mind today, but I, I think. That would be like a, my fandom showing because I just want the blues to have more studs on the ice um but i think that that's also just that that's if he takes that kind of rehabilitation route there's lots of teams out there that could just offer him more money there's gms out there that are going to be more desperate you know like like holland so yeah the blues kind of caught my eye there a little bit um and just yeah i still think i still go back to some of the other locker rooms like a tampa bay um like a carolina i mean heck Maybe even somebody like Florida that uh, is kind of – they've that gone team. through enough – they've already gone through some some upheaval with their coach this year, but maybe they want to make sure that they don't lose this year, and that's what they think they need to do is to add that extra punch, especially to compete against well, – I mean, Kudrov is back now, for Tampa Bay, so they're going to – they're up. They're well, up. That,
1: and those two Florida teams make a ton of sense too, and I think they were the easy picks, right, if you are going to pick any team why would you not want to go play in Florida? Right. There's no restrictions. You're playing all the time. You're, you know, top of the leaderboard on everything. You have star players at every line. Yep. Um, let me ask you this. Cause I put this tweet out. I said, before we get carried away flames fans it is a hundred percent. No on Kane. Right. Like questioning it. And, and I got a lot of feedback saying 99% hell no um, as a blues fan. So say, something happens, you know, he's good buddies with Ryan O'Reilly. They played together in Buffalo. Um, he does come to St. Louis. How are you going to take that as a, as a fan? I, I think that, uh,
0: hmm. man, I, I'm trust my team, you know? Yeah. I think that it's, it's something you go at this point, at some point you've got to trust that, you know, your president, your GM, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe some people don't, I get that. I've been there where I've had, uh, certain management players or management people in the team I support where I think this guy's a bum. This person is, is killing our team. Um, and when those people are in charge, that's when it's like, Oh God, please don't sign Evander Kane because you're going to sign him to a 10 year deal. And you're going to, you're going to screw over the franchise for the next decade. Yeah. Um, Doug Armstrong and, and the, the crew he's got there are very, very smart hockey people. And I think the environment is one that if they did bring him in, and it didn't work out, they would just toss him. I think yeah, one, that- the only, only different, the only thing you'd have to worry about is, and I because I, I checked on it like when I was thinking about this, I had that idea. The Blues are kind of at roster capacity. They've got a lot of young guys that they've brought up to fill roles. You know, they just had they just put uh, the real deal uh, on waivers. Uh, to send him down because it's not the real
1: league. deal the guy's trash
0: <laughs> real deal still has it in the right situation but anyways they've just put him on waivers he passed through um because they they're oh. getting a lot of great uh production and play out of the young guys they drafted they developed through the system so you know that could be a thing where you know maybe the blues don't take this off and i wouldn't be upset i wouldn't feel like we missed out because and these the, the management has my has my trust. They have my buy in. If they make a decision, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that they're doing it for the right reasons. You know, I didn't love the fact that that uh, Jake the Snake got away from us, but I trust. You know, he he's a he's a solid goaltender. He's not superstar. He's not stud, but he's a solid goalie. And uh, and you know, you can never have too many talented players playing for you in in the wings there, but. You know, I, I would trust that. I just trust the management. I man, I get it. I don't think that off the top of my head. I feel like Vander Kane to the, to the Flames. That doesn't. That sounds like oil and water. Yeah. But man, if if Sutter is willing to take him on and and confident that he could work with him, and Kane would would be willing to take yeah him on as, as a like man again. I think it would be a situation where you would either get the best out of him. Or he would be on waivers again in a month and you wouldn't worry about it.
1: Yeah. And Edmonton, Calgary, they make sense in a, in, in, in a way, I I think how you just said you have a ton of trust for your management organization. I don't have any trust for Brad for living. (laughs) Right. So that's where I'd be like, there's no captain on the team. They're clearly trying to figure out who they are. They just got slapped by the best teams in the East, like slapped outscored 16 to six I don't know if I want that, but I also desperately want secondary scoring, which I know that he can bring, but yeah. I think the St. Louis one makes more sense. He's got friends and ties in St. Louis. Actually, I don't know if anybody's friends with Evander Kane, but he has ties. In yeah. St. Louis. And I think that's a team that is going to, you know, you know, he's going to, they're going to go for it. They're clearly a top team in the central. Um, and yeah, I could see that easily. Yeah. I thought you were going to compliment them, but then you
0: went right down to the division level, which is just, I don't know. But I, you know what? I, I could see in a in a crazy, bizarro world, I could see them bringing in Kane into Calgary strictly to as like a test for the team, you know? Yeah. Because you said you don't have a captain. Well, now's the time. You bring in a player like this, someone's either going to step up or you're going to realize that he's not in the room. You know, uh, and that would be a, that would be, but I mean, that'd be a pretty dangerous gamble, especially dangerous when gamble. they're having a good year this year and it depends on what they're thinking long term, but I could see Sutter going for that kind of thing where he'd be like, yeah, we'll see how this works and,
1: and we'll get, we'll get somewhere, we'll learn something one way or another. But the biggest thing is they got to know who they are first before they make that decision. And they've yeah, lost so. out on Eichel. They've lost out on Mark Stone in past years. And I guess you settle for, I guess you could settle for Evander Kane. He's still, a hell of a hockey <laughs> player. he's a douche, but he's a hell of a hockey player, but I don't, I, I'm actually super fascinated to see where this one goes. Right. Yeah. The other option is you see it on Twitter, Vander Kane could play for team Canada this year, maybe put a little stock into his name and try to recover some of that money that he lost. So, you, you never know. It's going to be fascinating to watch, though. Yeah. Um, and I know you're a Blues fan, but I'm still saying that Minnesota Wild are the best team in the Central, other than Colorado. I got to say that. I got to yeah. say Colorado's, Colorado's real. Yeah.
0: No, that's just. You know. <laughs> I was almost almost speechless. That's just terrible. Yeah, I know. I think, like I said, it, it just comes down to uh, really what Evander Kane wants, what he's interested in what he's willing to do. Well, know? this is last straw right? Well, I mean, there's 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 other leagues out in the world that, that would probably throw some money his way potentially. I don't know how good of a situation that would be for him, but there, there there are opportunities going to be out there for him to do something like that. Um I think in the NHL it's more or less his last straw, but I don't know like I said, I don't think he signs this year. If he does I I would I think the blues could be a fit but I think more than that if he did sign this year, which I still think is unlikely, I think it's more likely to be a desperate team that doesn't put those kind of restrictions or pressure on him to, to prove himself. It'd be someone that's more so rolling out the carpet, paying him more money, not really in a position to dictate terms, you know? So I, I would love to be surprised. And honestly, I, I'd be very, very happy for, Uh, Evander Kane to turn things around in in public eye. You know, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know his life personally. It doesn't seem like it's going well. It doesn't seem like he's made
1: a lot of right choices.
0: Yeah, so I would love to. I would love to see the comeback story, uh, and for it to not just be fluff. But I just don't see. Think that doesn't look like where it's trending right now. So
1: one last team before we end. I just want to say, uh, watch Boston Bruins. Right, that team just also makes sense. They're signing Rask. They're clearly going for one last kick of the can with Marchant Bergeron and pasta Kane hall. They, they got a lot of talent there too. And you know, Rask coming back, that's a team that also makes sense.
0: Yeah. I think that makes it that, that, that kind of desperation makes total sense, especially if you can get them on like a one year deal. Yeah, because You're like, Hey, we're just going to blow it up next year anyways. Cause the whole team's falling apart, but yeah, that's a team that, if they decide they are going to try to make it work this year, they desperately need more talent, yeah. more high in talent, and that would make sense there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either if Ovi said in Washington,
1: hey, give me somebody else here. Yeah, that team, though, has had some injuries. Like T.J. Oshie still isn't right. I don't know. I'd have to look at their – well, anybody can fit in a million dollars. I just have to look at them. I forgot all about Washington. I feel like I feel like that's more of a team that wouldn't want that. They had the whole Kuznetsov problems last year with COVID, right? Yeah. Where he just he just kept getting it or something. <laughs> so, I shouldn't laugh, but it just sounds like.
0: Yeah, just and then I,
1: I see it more as a desperation move or a move like St. Louis where they're like, yeah, we trust you. We're, we got Ryan O'Reilly's great captain. We're solid. We're kicking the can out of everybody. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, buddy. Well, man, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's good to be back at
0: it. I can't wait uh, to do more episodes. Great to talk to you again, uh, to, to our listeners. We are going to be coming at you every Monday morning with fresh new pod. That is our promise to you. Uh, feel free to hold us to that standard, but, uh, if we, if we slip up, but it's not going to happen. So that's what you can see from us among the other exciting things we're going to be rolling out. We got our new name. The mitts and twigs podcast is here. Can't wait to do exciting things every Monday. You're going to find a new episode from us. So keep the eyes peeled. Keep looking on our socials. We're going to be expanding that as well, man. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited too. And, And just like you said, Uh, We started this more as like, we're just going to, you know, see how it goes and do all this. We're ready to bring you content every, every Monday. It won't be as, you know, down as maybe some of our early stuff today was, and we'll be a little bit more positive, but yeah, we're, uh, we're ready to bring you some more hot hockey takes and, and the content you desperately need from mitts and twigs. And it's not because I'm skinny. Okay. Just (laughs) That's all. Yeah. They call me wits. Cause I got them hands. Yeah. Yeah. See, I should have freaking picked a different name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, from mitts
0: and twigs to you, our fans, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the journey so far. You are going to love what you see next. So stay tuned and we'll catch you soon.
1: See you guys.